0: Coming up on this episode of The Hive Life.
1: Brand is a lot more than your logo. Your brand is defining for the world who you are. People don't realize you can take action and drive referrals. You don't have to sit back and just hope that they happen organically. It is nine times more expensive to go out and generate a new client out of thin air than it is to sell to your repeated clients and customers over and over.
0: Welcome to The Hive Life, where we pull back the curtain on Spherical Media, a company based in Charlotte, North Carolina, with a team of former journalists that create beautiful, impactful stories that connect with your audience.
2: Welcome inside the Lincoln Studio here for our latest edition of The Hive Life. I'm Jared Latch alongside Tim Baer, co-founders of Spiracle Media, and today we've got Danny Decker with us, entrepreneur, speaker, author, podcast host, and... Probably hoping to add a few more to that list here eventually. Danny, it's great to have you with us. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. I appreciate the opportunity. So, as we dive into this podcast, you know, periodically we we like to bring in different experts in different fields, all related to marketing and, and video and how things are working. For you, you recently made a switch. You were a spotlight branding for, I believe, around eight years, about as long as we've been here at Spherical Media. And now you've switched focus. Just enlighten us a little bit on why
1: you did that and where you're going. Yes. Yeah. Sure thing. So yeah, Spotlight Branding was a business that I started with a partner about seven years ago. And our niche was internet marketing for solo attorneys. So very focused niche, worked with clients all over the country. And the business was very successful. It took us kind of a few years to sort of get our feet underneath us, like most of most business owners can kind of identify with. But it has been very successful and we have clients kind of all over the country. And I just got to a point where, you know, there's nothing wrong with the business. I just was ready for a new challenge, you know, and I'm somebody that I I just think life is too short to not pursue your passions. And so fortunately the business was in a good enough place that my business partner was able to actually go ahead and just buy me out. And the the business spotlight branding is continuing to kick butt and they're growing fast and this is probably gonna be the best year they've ever had. But at the same time, I had the opportunity to, you know, not get enough money out of it to retire or anything like that, but to, you know, create a foundation for the next thing that I'm building. So I got myself some breathing room and I'm um, just excited to sort of move on to my, my next venture, which I imagine we'll talk about here. But long story short, I help business owners create marketing systems that set the stage for growth. And it goes back to what I learned at Spotlight Branding. And um, I don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole right now, but basically most business owners just really struggle when it comes to creating a strategic marketing system. And there's not a lot of great advice out there for them. Most people that are giving marketing guidance tend to be vendors, right? So you have a Facebook ad specialist who is telling the business owner how important Facebook ads are. And then you have a a Google guy telling them about Google. And sort of what I'm trying to do, the the niche I'm trying to fill is be that sort of objective third-party strategic advisor that can help my clients make the right marketing decisions and and create real systems that set the stage for growth. So you touched on some of the challenges, I
2: guess, as a business owner looks at the map or what they think the map should be. And you're going to work on trying to clarify some of those things. So if we sort to start at the beginning, what's the number one
1: thing that you feel business owners uh, miss on? So yeah, the biggest thing I would say is, is their brand, okay? And most people, when you talk about branding, they think of a logo. Brand is a lot more than your logo. Your brand is defining for the world who you are. Right? Who are you as a business? What is your message? What makes you different from the competition out there? What is your story? And I really think that is where most business owners need to start, and you guys do a great job helping businesses do that you know, using video. And I think that's one great example. I think too many businesses are, they're excited about like generating leads, and so they wanna spend money on Google or Facebook or whatever, but they haven't taken the time to figure out, okay, who am I? How do I communicate my message? Who are my core clients, and what are the messages that are gonna resonate with them? So that's that's where I actually want most businesses to start is, who are you? What do you do? How do you make life better for your customers or clients?
0: So Danny, I think we can relate to exactly what you're talking about. I mean, I know us as business owners are always asking those questions and we have been taken down the vendor road of certainly taking one thing versus another thing and it helps that vendor or whatever that that may be. all of this is laid out in your new book that you're just getting ready to launch and it's called Marketing Simplified Um, that was the first step, the branding but take us through the rest of those pieces that you really simplify it and keep it pretty straightforward for everybody.
1: Yeah, awesome so I I believe that there are four main parts to an effective marketing system and the first is branding and that's what we just talked about, that's defining for the world who you are second is referrals and the reason that comes second for me is because, because referrals and word of mouth marketing are the best way for almost every single business to grow, particularly in the startup stage. But even as, as you develop as a mature business, it's cheaper to grow through referrals. It is tends to attract the best possible clients and people who come to you through referral tend to be more loyal, tend to be better customers and clients. So sort of part two of my marketing system is really honing in on referrals. And so many business owners, their sort of mindset is, hey, I'm just gonna do good work right i'm going to do good work and then the word's going to spread organically and that's all i have to do and without going into too much detail there's a whole heck of a lot more than that that you can do to drive referrals people don't realize you can take action and drive referrals you don't have to sit back and just hope that they happen organically so that's number 2 number 3 is client retention and this is an area where i think most businesses frankly miss it it is 9 times more expensive to go out and generate a new client out of thin air than it is to sell to your repeated clients and customers over and over and so my mindset is when you get a customer, that's the start of a relationship and you need to build systems so that you can continue to provide value to that customer client for the lifetime of your relationship and continue to sell to them repeatedly because that is, that is just a much more profitable way to, to grow a business is retention. And once again, there's just a lot that you can do to drive that. And so many business owners, it's just like, hey, I'm just going to do good work and they'll keep coming back. Sure, good work is, a, is an important thing to do, but there's so much you can do beyond that. And then so part four is cold lead generation. And that is, that is when you add fuel to the fire and you go invest in Facebook or Google ads or direct mail postcards or radio commercials or whatever the case may be. And that's how you pour fuel on the fire. But my, my issue is I think a lot of business owners want to jump straight to that because that's sexy, that's fun, and it's just, like, oh my gosh, like all these customers are just gonna materialize out of thin air if I you know, get on Facebook or get on the radio. But my argument is you need to do the first three things first, and once you've done that, and once you've got those systems in place, now you're ready to go out and start generating new cold leads because now you've got the systems to make sure that every single client or customer that you generate is now worth as much as possible to your business. Now I want to build on a, something you mentioned, the referral part of that
2: because I think as business owners, we overlook that quite often as you mentioned and how critical that is. What are some things that people should be looking to employ on that end as far as actively seeking referrals, any sort of system or tips that people should be thinking about?
1: Yeah, so great question. And so I do a lot of work in politics. I've done some consulting on on various political campaigns in a a communications and a messaging department. And one of the most important principles that we work with is that it takes somewhere between six and 12 touch points with a prospective voter to motivate them to take action, and the same thing is true with your business. It's not—it's ne- never good enough to make a great first impression on somebody to have them visit your website or to meet them face to face. It's never good enough to make a good first impression. You have to create repeated touch points. They need to hear from you over and over and over again, and it needs to come through different channels because some people pay attention to email, some people go on YouTube and watch videos, some people spend their time on Facebook. But you need to create those repeated touch points because eventually. Essentially, what you're basically doing is battling for valuable real estate in their minds and they're not going to make referrals to you until you have carved out that space in their minds. And what they need to do, they need to number one, understand what you do right? So they need to know what you do and who you help. So they recognize what a good referral looks like. And it sounds obvious, but again, so many people don't take the time to really clarify their message. And so therefore their referral network, there's people out there that would be happy to refer to them, but they don't understand what makes a good referral. And so then number two to that is creating the top of mind awareness. So great. They understand what you do, but We all are bombarded with messages every single day. You know, the average human brain processes somewhere between like 25 and 35,000 unique thoughts every single day. So we're busy. So you have to proactively fight for that real estate so that when a referral opportunity comes along, they act on it.
0: How different is it for you this time around? As you're starting a new venture, you know, last time you guys were very specific—lawyers, single lawyers—like it was this extreme niche. Are you going niche again, or are you being more wide uh, spread this time around? And, and why would you? What's your thought process on that?
1: Yeah, so I'm going in 180 degree, like different direction. Before we were Uber. Targeted, like you said, on a specific niche, but we were nationwide. I am more focused now on building a local community. I really believe that community makes us all stronger, and it's amazing. and And this comes from firsthand experience building my business. It's amazing the insight, the energy, the feedback, the encouragement that you get when you are doing something as part of a community. So I am building Marketing Simplified into a community. So yes, I will be coaching, and I really don't like using the word coaching. I. Serve as the outside marketing officer for my clients. But a big part of what I'm building is a quarterly event structure where we get together in person because I don't have all the answers. I'm fortunate to have read some great books and have some great experience and some great mentors, but I really believe in the power of getting a group of highly motivated, sharp entrepreneurs together in the same room and letting them feed off that energy. So I am building, yeah, a broader niche, but very locally focused on the Charlotte Lake Norman area. One day I would love to, to grow bigger, but I know never want to lose the ability to get people together in a room and build that energy
0: so playing off of that natural segue first event January. uh, You're looking to start that up.
1: Yeah. So I'm hosting an event January 10th, and it is called the Lake Norman um, Marketing Summit. And you can learn more about that at lknmarketingsummit.com. And it's really more focused on, we're we're doing it up in Davidson. So a little bit north of you guys, although I am planning on doing a few down in Charlotte in 2019 as well. But I've got 75 seats and sold as of this recording, about half of them. So if anybody's interested in being there, I'd definitely love to have you there. It's lknmarketingsummit.com. And just the the vision for that is i'll be presenting it's a half day seminar and i'll be presenting about half of the time but i'm also bringing in some great outside experts on everything from um you know web design to graphic design and and all sorts of different marketing experts just idea being i want to get a bunch of business owners in a room it's early 2019 and i want to make 2019 their best year ever so we're going to try to start off with some great energy but um yeah and I'll just I'll say this real quick and then we can move on. One thing that drives me nuts about conferences and I've been to them all over the country in my in my last you know, at Spotlight Branding, is I hate it when you walk away and you've had your mind blown, there's so many like great ideas, but you walk away with no idea of how to execute. And um, you get back to the office and it's like, dang it, like now what do I do? That never happens, does it? It happens to me all the time. (laughs) So my, my focus on this is I want people to walk away with two or three real practical actions that they're gonna execute over the next 90 days. So we do want to get into
2: video here, but before we do that, I want to talk about, you mentioned the importance of community, and when we talked a few weeks ago, we we talked about your upbringing and your experiences and your your parents were in the mission field. I I think that's very interesting and absolutely worthwhile if you just share a little bit of your background and, and how
1: that's part of the fabric of who you are. Yeah, no, totally. I don't usually get to talk about that on podcasts, too. So, so cool. No. So when I, I was born in, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I lived there till I was about five. And then my parents felt a calling to go out on the mission field. And so when I was five years old, and this was, I think, in, back in 1990, we packed all of us on a plane and flew to Liberia in West Africa. And that's a very different thing then than it is now. You know, I have friends that are still on the mission field and like we talk on Facebook Messenger and like FaceTime and all of that. Back in 1990, that meant getting on a plane and losing all communication with your 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 friends and your family back in the United States. I mean, basically communication happened through snail mail and it took 6 to 8 weeks for, you know, correspondence to get back and forth. So, so that was wild, but at the same time, um it was like I wouldn't trade it for anything. We we lived on a in a campus on the Atlantic Ocean in Liberia, and so I grew up with the ocean in my front yard and um a you know we're talking about community, a, a community of other missionaries and other you know nonprofits that were all sort of united in our isolation from the rest of the world, and so it really did create a very cool community aspect. And you know as a as a kid growing up hard to ask for much more like I would go outside I would go swim in the ocean I would go play in the rainforest and you know chase the monkeys and like it was it was ridiculous
0: the jungle book or was this your real life (laughs) Um,
1: you know it's hard to tell the two apart to be honest so it was yeah I wouldn't trade it for anything and I do and Jared like I mentioned to you a, a few weeks ago I think that the opportunity to grow up sort of outside of the bubble that we have here in the United States is really valuable and I think it's given me sort of a perspective on the world that that frankly I probably wouldn't have had without that opportunity so and and the funny thing is I actually do think that has sort of led to my abilities in the marketing communication world because you just when you get used to sort of bouncing around between different communities and different perspectives you, you learn to read your audience and understand that communication is very subjective and doesn't matter what I say it matters what you hear me say and how you perceive it. And um, I think that's all experience that came from that that upbringing. So.
0: so this is the portion where we get a little self-serving and talk about video content and how you see fitting it into marketing strategies of the partners you guys are working with.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I love talking about video and um, you guys obviously do an awesome job with it. But I do think, and I'm not just saying this because I'm on your podcast, I think that video is probably a huge one of the biggest missed opportunities for most business owners out there and and you know, I don't have to tell you guys this, but people would rather watch video than than read a bunch of text, right? So that's kind of number one is like if you want to communicate to your audience, which you should want to, you should be doing it through video rather than through, you know, walls of text on your website or or on, on social media or whatever. But I think the, the biggest thing that I love about video is it is it is the best way to tell your story as a business. And we've talked about that before, but there's there's no better way to communicate what you do, what you're passionate about, how you make your clients, lives better than than through video and and there's you know I think there's a bunch of different ways to use video and I know you guys probably are, are more focused on sort of the big productions where you really tell your story and 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 that's amazing I also think there's value in just simpler shorter you know just look at the camera and one of my favorite ways to do that is just with simple tips you know just FAQs that you do through video and you know my clients have questions about how to use Facebook and um, what's a good networking strategy and what should I accomplish on my website so I shoot 60 second video tips where I just address those I just look at the camera and I I give those those simple tips out and I found I get so much great feedback on those things people that hire me and people that don't hire me just really appreciate because I'm actually providing value for them and again I I, I do that through like written form as well I just wrote a book I have a blog but nothing gets as good of a response rate as video. You know, that brings
2: up a, a thought for me that I want to explore, and we'll see if you agree or disagree on this. As, you know, the last couple of years, a lot of people doing video, and, and you have quality across the, the board in terms of you've got really good stuff, mediocre, poor quality. From my perspective, as it gets more saturated and more people do video, does that push things back to where quality does matter? Now maybe more than ever to become a differentiator once again if that makes sense.
1: Oh totally do do you agree on totally? I I I think that you have to you have to put a good quality product out there, and that is both from a technical standpoint. You know, obviously, camera, audio, all of that stuff needs to be professional because if it's not, you're making yourself look like you're not a professional. And how seriously do you really take your business? Um, and at the same time, also also from a messaging standpoint, like it doesn't do you a lot of good to have a really nicely produced video if you miss the mark with your message. So I really think you have to have both. But I'm also going to throw out there: I think it's really important to to get it done, period, as well. So I, I'll be honest, I will shoot the occasional video where I put my iPhone on a tripod and I look right at the camera, but I'm not confusing that with a large scale video that's meant to build my brand. Like I will shoot some video tips for my audience and I'll shoot updates on you know events and, and things like that, but Ultimately, no. I do think that quality is incredibly important, but but like I said, I think it's both the execution, but also the message. What is the message that you're communicating?
0: Yeah, I think that's a great point because you are you're talking about there's different use cases, and down and dirty works sometimes, and and then there's the high end side that really differentiates you. So I think both both sides of that uh, really work well. When we sort of get toward the end of this, if we're talking about you know, your guiding motivation for what you're doing now, what
1: would you say that is? Oh, what a great question. I, I think, and I haven't really thought about this in those terms before, but I'm really passionate about business. And I say that because business isn't just about making money. It is, it is when you build a business, as you guys know, cause you're doing it and I've done it, you are employing people, right? You are you are creating livelihoods. And I don't think there's anything more inspiring for me back when I you know, still owned Spotlight Branding than looking around the office and seeing about a dozen just awesome employees like kicking butt, but also realizing, man, like we're enabling them to buy cars and buy homes. And like, that is just such a cool thing. And the reason, the, sort of the, the way I'll bring that back full circle is, Most businesses never really get there. Um, a lot of small businesses stay stuck as a one man, as a two man shop. And my belief is that it's generally because they haven't figured out how to build a marketing system. They haven't figured out how to scale up. So they're stuck just being a doer, you know, cutting the lawn if they're a landscaper or, you know, or, or, or filming the video if they're a, a one person videographer. And, and I, I want those businesses to grow. There are just so many entrepreneurs out there with great products, great services, but they never achieve the growth because they haven't figured out marketing. So I want to empower business owners. I want to grow business owners and help them make more money and take great care of their family and employ more people. And I mean, businesses, small business in particular, that's the engine of our economy. So, Helping businesses grow is is something that really motivates me.
0: I love that perspective because you know when you're in it, you don't think about it that way necessarily. The buying the cars for and homes and providing, and it's uh it's pretty cool. It's a really cool thing and value that you can add to people's lives. So it, it isn't all about making money. It's about sharing that with uh, with who works with you too.
2: So key piece of advice: if I'm that business owner out there, entrepreneur. Struggling to gain traction. I've got the two or three people. I don't know how to grow in the area of a marketing system. What's the first step that they need to take?
1: Yeah, so biggest missed opportunity. It's incredibly easy to do. It can cost nothing. You need to have an email newsletter. Every entrepreneur, every business needs to have an email newsletter and it needs to go out to their entire network. So that's their customers and their clients. It's also people that they meet networking. It's also even their family and friends, anyone and everyone who's in position to possibly refer you business or recommend that people buy your products needs to be hearing from you at least once a month through an email newsletter. And ideally you do it weekly. It's just, it's what I said earlier. You have to create touch points and it's not good enough to make a great first impression on somebody, you need to create touch points and stay top of mind with them. I'll just give two really quick examples. So first thing, I closed on a house a couple of years ago and worked with an attorney on the closing and did a great job. Never heard a word from him again. And guess what? I would be more than happy to refer work to him because he made the closing really easy. But he is losing that opportunity because right now as I'm talking to you guys, I can't even fully remember what his name was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, he we just did business together and he has my email address. And all you need to do is plug me into a system where I'm getting his newsletter once a month. And guess what? Now I'd know who he is and I'd recommend him to all of you guys. So it's so simple and it's underutilized. And the other quick example, so we've done this for years at Spotlight Branding, building our our, our database and sending out an email newsletter weekly. And I cannot tell you how often people would reach out to us and say, hey, we wanna work with you. And we'd have a conversation, how'd you hear about us? Oh, I heard you speak three years ago. I met you networking five years ago. I really was impressed, but I couldn't afford you guys at the time. But I've been getting your newsletter every week ever since. And guess what? Now I'm ready to hire you guys. And like, seriously, that happened multiple times a month. And it's such an easy strategy and you can do it yourself on you know a platform like Mailchimp or Constant Contact. And if you've got video content, you you incorporate that and that's awesome, but every business owner, every entrepreneur, they gotta have an email newsletter. It drives me nuts when people don't do it. Like It's so easy, it's the low-hanging fruit, you'll get more referrals, you'll get more retention, like just do it. To build
2: upon that quickly, you mentioned the touch points in the six to 12 range that's applicable to different marketing exercises or execution. Somebody out there sees 6 to 12, they're going to think, whoa, that that's a lot. You know, that might serve as a deterrent. Is it really that hard? Or once, obviously,
1: system is the key word in that equation. Once it's set up not much yeah, that's exactly it and you want to look for things that you can systematize you don't want to have to call them six to twelve times you want to plug them into your newsletter list and guess what now they're already that's four touch points in a single month but social media is another huge way to do it and especially Facebook you um, really every business needs to have a Facebook page and they need to be publishing content and they need to spend a few bucks and promote that content you know Facebook right now if you post on your on your business page your organic reach is just very low but for literally for like. $5. If you spend $5 and boost your post and target the right audience, you can reach hundreds or thousands of people with that post. And again, you do it consistently, and not everybody sees every post that you make, but if you're posting multiple times per week, it takes you no time at all to get to those six to 12 touch points. And that actually brings up a good point, not only about Facebook, but in general, how do you pinpoint your audience?
0: You know, how do you decide who it is that you are going after? I guess it goes back to when you said that brand, you said who you were, but now you got to see who you're serving i guess
1: yeah so you you really do want to define your audience and i think that you know there's there's a number of different sort of factors that go into that. It can be kind of a long conversation, but short version is you you figure out who most benefits from the product or the service that you're selling. And one sort of tip that I'll, I'll give there is most, you can make a whole lot money, more money selling to affluent customers and affluent clients than you can selling to, you know, whether it's in the business or whether you're B2C. If you can tailor your product or your service and trailer your whole business to be serving businesses or, or consumers that have some disposable income you can make a whole lot more money and that's how you build a business that you can actually scale right because you have profit margin and so you can afford to hire people and invest into your marketing so that's one tip that I give for a lot of business owners when they're sort of in those early stages is how can you focus on an affluent audience whether that's successful business owners or or high-income consumers that's sort of a big part of, of that equation in my opinion Well, Danny, we appreciate your time today.
2: This conversation, I hope uh, a lot of key takeaways that listeners can take, and I hope they get out there, they become active in the marketing. Yeah, it was a pleasure to be here. I really enjoyed talking with you guys. And also a reminder on that book, Marketing Simplified, will be available on Amazon soon, and
1: people can find you where else. So my sort of flagship website right now is, is marketingsimplifiedpodcast.com. Marketing Simplified Podcast com. That's actually a podcast that I'm that I that I've set up, and um, from there you can get links to my Facebook, LinkedIn. All you know, I of course have an email newsletter. You can sign up, and you'll get some some great marketing tips. I try to make it very practical um, each week, and so sign up for that, and uh, and I'll keep you in the loop. And um, yeah, it's a pleasure to be here, guys. Well, Danny, we wish you
2: the best of luck with this new venture and for stopping in with us and reminder that you can check out our work on our Vimeo profile or by heading to our website at SpiracleBuzz.com. For Tim Bear, Danny Decker, I'm Jared Latch reminding you to think outside the box and get creative.
0: You've been listening to The Hive Life brought to you by Spirical Media. Always remember you can visit SpiracleBuzz.com or follow us at Spiracle Media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. We'll see you next time on The Hive Life.